So tonight we're going to have a, the praise and worship, and it, it's open to the community. So invite everybody, invite your friends, invite other towns around here. We've got five different worship leaders that are coming tonight, um, three from the community and two from other communities. So come out, enjoy it, you know, fellowship, just enjoy some praise and worship, bring some finger foods, bring a lot, expecting a lot of people to show up, or we should be expecting a lot of people to show up, so be praying about it, it should be a good event, so will you please stand? I'm going to read Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 15, it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down on the ground. You you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pits. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you have done for us. Father, we pray that you'll just open our hearts and our minds to receive your message and just let it resonate in, into our bodies. Father, we just pray that you'll just remove me from the situation and let your words flow through me. Father, I love you and I praise you. And actually, things in Jesus' name, amen. So, this message today has kind of been on my heart for uh, a few weeks. And it's kind of been a message that I was kind of a little worried about even giving today, but God always has a way of kind of giving you some confirmation. So twice this week I've had conversations with people about this subject that I'm preaching on today. So he was kind of just showing me that, yes, this is something that we need to address. And today we're going to be talking about the homosexual behavior. And, uh, you know, when I started studying for this message the first place I went to was Sodom and Gomorrah. That's in Genesis 19. And you know, we, we all know the story where two angels had come to destroy Sodom and, or Sodom, and Lot met them at the gate. And he invites them to stay at his house, and they tell him, no, we'll just stay. We'll stay at the square. And he's like, no, please come stay with me. So they agree, and they go stay with him. And in verse 5, it says that, uh, or in verse 4, it says that a group of men from the town surrounded, their, surrounded his house. And in verse 5, they tell him, send out the men that came with you so we, we may know them carnally. That means to have sex with them. So I spent the whole day reading articles about Sodom and Gomorrah, just trying to dig into it and, and get different people's perspective of it. And my mind was just completely blown at how many different things that they were saying. You know, there was a large number of people that said that it wasn't destroyed because of homosexuality, that it was because of the violence. And their claim was that after Lot refused to send the two angels out, that they said that they were going to do worse to him than they were to the others. But then there were other people that said it was, that Sodom was inhospitable. So in other words, they weren't being nice to strangers, so their, their whole city got destroyed. And their defense to this was Ezekiel 16.49. It says, I am amazed at how many people, oh wait, never mind, I skipped that part. Ezekiel 16.49 says, Look, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor. So that's a pretty good argument. 
I mean, when you read that and you look at it, I mean, that's what it says. You know, they had extra time on their hands. They had plenty of food. They had abundance, but they didn't help anybody out. But see, this is a perfect example of picking and choosing what verses you listen to and what verses you follow. Because if you continue reading to 1650, the very next verse says, And they were haughty, haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took away as I saw fit. Now, see, when you study the Bible and you're reading it, you know, abomination could be many things. But I have this little app on my phone that tells me the Hebrew word, and I can go see where the, that same Hebrew word is used in other places. And it's used in Leviticus 18, 22. It says, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. And also in verses 20, in Leviticus 20, 13, says, if a man lies with a, female, with a male as he lies with a woman, both... Have, both of them have committed an abomination, and they should be put to death. Thank God we're not put to death for sins anymore, right? But then you can also look at Jude, verse 7, says that Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a familiar manner of these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and have gone after strange flesh and have set forth an example, suffering the vengeance and eternal, flame, and eternal fire. Now see, I'm not saying that that homosexuality was the only sin in Sodom and Gomorrah. But it just totally blew my mind to how many people were saying that that wasn't an issue, that it was okay. See, they were, they were looking for the Bible and twisting it around to justify that homosexuality is not a sin, even though the Bible tells us in many places. And it just really blew my mind after reading all that and how many different people have been just misled by what the Bible says and how they twist the Bible around to fit their agenda. And I know we're sitting here today and we're thinking, man, we live in Quanta, Texas. That's small town America. We don't have that problem here, right? That's for the big cities. You know, that's not an issue here. But this is a big problem here. There are many kids in, in our, both our high school and our junior high that claim to be gay or bisexual. There are conversations going on in our elementary school about kids saying that it's okay to be gay or to be transvestites. And our, our excuse to that is, well, they're young and they don't understand what they're talking about. But see, they're being conditioned to say that it's okay so that then as they grow up, they agree with it. So I want to take a look back at Isaiah 14, 13. There's two things I want to point out here. Number one, it says that I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. See, Satan wants to be God. And we all know that it was his pride and arrogance is the reason that he was kicked out of heaven. And number two, it says, I will also sit on the Mount of Congregation. See, they say that the Mount of Congregation is where God met with the angels. And we know that Satan convinced a third of the angels to follow him. And the angels, they were in the presence of God. And if he can trick them into believing his lies, surely he can trick us into believing it. See, we talked about last week about the religious leaders that were in the crowds convincing everyone to ask, ask for Barabbas to be released instead of Jesus. They were letting their voices be heard, and Satan is doing the same thing right now. His voice is being heard every time you turn the TV on. You can't watch a normal TV without an hour, for an hour without seeing some type of homosexual behavior. All the shows that they're making now have it in there, and if it's not on the shows, it's in the commercials. And see, I've always been a Marvel fan. I've always liked Captain America and Thor and all of them. And I always enjoyed watching their movies. 
But the last few movies they've put out, they've added homosexuals into the movie. I don't see why they have to put that into superhero movies, but it's ruined it for me. And what about Disney? Man, our beloved Disney Channel. You know, most of us grew up watching Disney, or if not, we raised kids that grew up watching Disney. But see, Disney's changed. Disney's not the Disney that we watched when we were little. I used to love the Mickey Mouse Club and all that stuff. I could still sing the song. I'm not going to do it now because I don't want to hurt y'all's ears, but, but I still know the song. But see, nowadays, Disney's putting out movies that promote the LGBT, and they've even made that, they, they've voiced that when Florida passed that law that they couldn't uh, teach homosexuality in classes. Disney came out and said that we'll just promote it in our movies, and we still allow our kids to watch it. They've come out with uh, that movie Lightyear, and it's about Buzz Lightyear, how, his, how that originated, and it's got homosexual activity in it. And then their newest one is called A Strange World, where it's a little boy that is gay, and he's the lead character. See, his parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, we've got to do a better job at protecting what our kids watch. We've got to get past that. Well, it's just Disney. Disney's okay. We've got to get past that. Well, they're young. They don't really understand it. Because this is when these kids are learning stuff, when they're young. And when we're allowing them to watch shows that says it's okay, then we're unknowingly teaching them that it's okay. And Satan's voices and lies are being heard by our children. And he's making his voice. And we need, but we need to make our voices heard. And TV and movies ain't the only thing promoting it. Coming up in June is the LGBT Pride Month. And if you look at Pride Month, it has demon right in the middle of it. But that's a whole other thing. But there will be parades. There will be all kinds of events going on promoting homosexuals. There will be celebrities that come out and say, oh, look how proud we are of these people. All these celebrities that we watch, all these celebrities that our kids look up to will be coming out and supporting the homosexuals. And they even try to mock God by using the rainbow as their flag. But there's a difference between God's rainbow and their rainbow. God's rainbow has seven colors on it. Theirs only has six. You see, they left off indigo. And indigo is the color that's connected with royalty and spiritual knowledge and wisdom. And they know that there's no spiritual knowledge and wisdom with what they're doing. But it's also our government. Our government's praising it all the time. There's a man by the name of Rachel Levine. This man is a transgender who claims to be a woman. And he was appointed by President Biden as a four-star admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission's Corps. And he is the Assistant Secretary of Health. That means we have a man that dresses as a woman and believes he is a woman in charge of the mental health of our nation. That's a problem right there. That's something that we've got to stand up against. And to make it even worse, this man was named Woman of the Year in 2022. See, of all the beautiful, successful, intelligent women of our nation, they gave the man the Woman of the Year award. There's also four states in our nation that require the schools to teach LGBT history. Thankfully, we live in Texas. That's not one of those states, but 
you can see what's going on in Austin and all these other big cities, and it won't be long before we're just like the rest of them if we don't step up and say something. The other night I was talking with some people, and there was a statement made that if Christian parents would have just pulled their kids out of school when they took prayer out of school, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in right now. And I completely agree with that. Ephesians 4.29 says, do not give Satan a foothold. And when we did nothing, we gave Satan a foothold. And now he's all in our schools. He's in our school board. He's in everything that we do. We see that sports have taken over Wednesdays and Sundays now because we gave Satan that foothold. You see, there's only two teams in this battle. There's Team Jesus and there's Team Satan. There's no middle ground. We can't sit back and just mind our own business thinking as long as we don't have to worry about it, we don't dress it, you know, we're not really in the fight. But if you're not in the fight, you're fighting for Team Satan. I hate to tell you all that, but if you're not willing to stand up and fight for Jesus, you are fighting for Team Satan. We've got to make our voices heard. We have to speak the truth. And yes, we're going to be called names. We're going to be hated. Anybody that listens to this sermon is probably going to call this whole thing hate speech, and that's okay. Because we don't hate anybody. We love, and we love enough that we want to tell the truth. We love enough that we want to do whatever we can and whatever is possible to lead people to, to, to God. See, they twist it around and they try to make it sound good. But even Jesus said that we'll be hated because of him. But the one that endures to the end will be saved. You see, Satan's in our churches as well. There's a huge rift going on right now, and there's a new movement. And they use the slogan, open doors, open minds. Sounds good, right? When you look at it, it sounds like a very good, yeah, we should all have open doors and open minds. But see, the difference between us and them is we want sinners to come in here because we are all sinners. But we want to speak the truth to them. We want them to change and to follow God. And they're telling them, oh, you don't have to change. You can keep living this lifestyle that you're living in. It's okay. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10 says, do, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. See, Paul's giving us a warning here. Do not be deceived. Satan's spreading his lies all over TV, music, movies, schools, the government, and the churches. But we've got to stand up and we've got to speak the truth. We've got to tell our kids, you know, no. We can't be their friends. We're not here to be their friends. God didn't give them to us to be their friends. He gave them to us to be their spiritual leaders. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to step up and make our voices heard. And speak the truth. Because even though we live in small town America, they're being influenced by the big cities. Movies, TV shows, everything that's going on. Instagram, man, it's all over everywhere. We've got to do a better job at, at, at leading our kids spiritually and giving them the biblical truth. So you please stand. You know, this is a message that God's put on my heart, and it's, you know, talking to, the, talking to a lot of the kids in our community about this issue and just the things that they say and the things that they believe. 
I know my kids in Amarillo, I was asking them about it a few years ago, and they were young. They were in junior high, and, and I was asking them, do y'all think it's okay to be gay? And they're like, yeah, it's no problem. Because they live in the city, and it's all around them. But it's coming to these small towns. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up in Childress, and there were some kids in our class, in our grade, that we assumed, but we didn't know because it was never spoken. It wasn't something that you bragged about. But now it's promoted. Now it's rewarded. You know, and now these kids, and they don't even know what it means, and they're walking around saying that they're this. We've got to do a better job at, at speaking the truth to our children and to monitoring what they're doing, what they're watching, what they're listening to. But we're going to open up the altar. And the altar will always be open for anybody that wants to join the church for the first time or anybody that wants prayer or anybody that just wants to come up here and just ask for forgiveness or to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior for the first time. But I want to encourage you all to pray for our leaders in this community. Pray for our school board. Pray for our city council, our mayors, our pastors in this town, elders, deacons. Just pray for boldness. Pray for them to have the strength to stand up against, against the lies and against Satan. Pray for the Holy Spirit just to come in and, and just fill this whole community and to make a change in this community. So will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for, the, for your message. Father, we just pray that you'll just uh, resonate it into our hearts and minds and that we'll just meditate on it and, and just uh, really dig in deeper to what you said, Father. Father, we pray for the leaders in this community. Father, we lift them up. We just ask that you'll speak to them and touch their hearts and their minds, Father, and that they will lead this community in a biblical manner, Father, and not in a worldly manner. Father, we lift up all the preachers in this town that they'll just have the strength just to speak your truth, Father, that they won't worry about offending anybody because we only offend out of love, not out of, not out of hatred. Father, we just ask that you open our eyes and our minds and just give us opportunities just to love you and to minister to others. Father, we love you and praise you. Ask your name in Jesus' name. Amen.